Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. We're in a series called The Writings on the Wall. Have you got that slide? Put it up. We're in a series and we're looking at all the words. If you take a look around, if you're a guest today, there are amazing words all around the room um, here. Compassion, companionship, commission, community, communion, um, communication. All of these words are core foundational truths of our church and what we believe. Um, And the writings on the wall, we've been preaching about these. And everything that we've just talked about, um, rather than standing on the platform and preaching about it, we were on the word community and you guys preached about it. So for the, for the month of August, we made it about community. So when we spoke about the writings on the wall and the community, I didn't stand up and bring a sermon. Senior leadership team didn't come up and bring a sermon. We actually lived it out. So I want you to give a huge round of applause to yourselves for preaching on the word community for the month of August. It's been amazing. So um, we, that was a lot of prelims to say that we're going to talk a bit about destiny today because we've got our amazing guests, Chris and Charlene. Have you got your mic? Does it, let's test that it works first and let you get a word in edgeways. One, two, There you go, that's awesome. All right, Charlene, why don't you just start and tell us the journey you're on, where you've been, what you've been doing. Why don't you share a little bit about that? We're going to segue and talk about you. Okay, hi, guys. Um, I am a singer-songwriter, and I actually recently left my day job. I was a music teacher with 500 kids, super demanding, loved the kids, but I was kind of juggling this singer-songwriter life and then this teacher life like I'd get off a flight at like 11 o'clock have to go to bed and be up at like six o'clock and I was just getting a bit burnt out and so I got the green light from Holy Spirit and my husband that it was time to kind of take the jump to be full-time so I released my EP in April I'm also a member of the Kingdom Choir what's an EP Oh, an EP is like, it's called, it's, it's extended play. So it's like a smaller version of a full album, basically. Um, and it's called Destiny. And I've wanted to release my music since I was like five. It's funny, we're moving and we're clearing out a lot of old things. And I found these papers of my old songs from when I was like six, seven years old yesterday. And me and Chris were like cracking up at some of the lyrics. It was hilarious, but it's amazing to think that you know, from really young, I always knew I wanted to do this. And at the age of 33 is when I released my first project. So we have these passions and these desires. And I know I remember when I used to sing in this gospel girl band years ago, and we were like, we want to be signed and we want to reach the world. I also found a DVD of some of our performances yesterday as well. And like, it was cringe, but we were so passionate. We didn't know really what we were doing. And I didn't really have much life experience to talk about at the time. But I knew it was in my heart to do it. And I, I kind of feel like I'm living out a lot of the dreams and the prophetic words that I received for many years right now. And the journey up until now, I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about it. It doesn't always look how you think it will look. Um, I'm kind of in a harvest season right now. But there was a lot of years where I was just kind of like, what's going on? This doesn't make any sense. 
you know, I, I used to travel around with a lady called Karen Gibson all over Europe leading these gospel workshops and think, why am I doing this? I don't want to be a choir conductor. It makes no sense. But I just kind of went and served her vision, you know, and I did it passionately. I wasn't really paid for it a lot of the time. But now I'm in a season where, you know, I'm reaping a lot of that, those years of hard work when I was banging my head against the wall. I was a receptionist, you know, nothing wrong with being a receptionist, but it just wasn't the job that I was passionate about. And I just used to feel like, God, when is this going to be different? But, you know, the time comes when it switches and it changes, but it's all about the process and we can't neglect that part of the journey it's super important and I'm thankful and I'm still in the process um, and I think that God he he's shaping your character so that you can manage the things that he's a, he's going to give to you whatever that looks like so. that's awesome you know um in our pre-flexion service at nine o'clock we have a, a pre-flexion service there was a lady there are you still are you still here I know she may have gone now um, but there was a lady here and she said how music is a really important is a really important thing and it's a special thing and it transcends um, it transcends some of the, the stuff that we do in the natural. There's something special about music. What, are you, what were your influences? Tell us a little bit about, like, musically, what floats your boat. So I was raised um, in a Pentecostal church, so I've been singing since I was five and my dad was a pianist and all I heard as a child was just gospel music, gospel music. So, you know, Fred Hammond, Marvin Sapp... Uh, the LaShawn Pace sisters, if anybody's heard of some of these artists, Kurt Franklin, like just gospel music, gospel music. But I think as I've got older, I really love artists like Lauren Hill, Leanne Lahavas, Stevie Wonder. You know, I have quite an, an eclectic range of different artists that I love. I love worship music as well. So I definitely, I draw from all different sources of music, but the root of it is soul and gospel and the Aretha Franklins and Mahalia Jackson and that real raw soulful sound, the gospel sound really. That's awesome. And is that reflected in what you're coming up with now? Like yeah, I would say, I mean, obviously the word gospel is good news. Um, my music isn't necessarily a worship sound, but I would definitely say if you hear it, you'd be like, yeah, there's, there's soul all over this, this, this EP. So yeah, I would and say And where does yes. Chris come in? Well, What's the deal with Chris? He can, should I talk for him or can yeah, you talk yeah, for no, no, He can talk for himself if you want. What's the deal, Chris? Right, you're, you're sitting I'm, aside I'm, now with I'm a celebrity bag, wife. What's I'm going the, on? I'm the bag carrier. I'm the chauffeur. Um, yeah, really. No. Um, I'm, I produced the EP. Um, alongside my wife, of course. But yeah, I produced the EP. Um, and even her talking about serving visions, I really felt at the time that I had to just get on board and serve this. Um, it was something that was kind of on and off for a few years. We've been married for five years now, just um, three weeks ago. Yeah. That's the point where you cheer and say congratulations. And, yeah. So, um, okay. so um, yeah, it just took a couple of years as we were trying to get going with it, but it didn't really seem to be the right time. And when it was the right time, I just knew I had to drop everything and, and just serve, serve this vision. And, and we were trying over the years to think, um, you know, how do we make something that people like? And the, the, when we tried to do that, we, the music wasn't really flowing and the feeling, things weren't just coming together completely. But when we sat down and we said, you know what, let's forget what the industry says or what we think people want to hear, what has been you know, put in front of people. Let's just do what we want to do with our sound and what we want to say. And if no one likes it, 
that's fine. As long as we like it, we're happy. And that's exactly what we did. And fortunately, a couple of other people like it. So That's awesome. And I, the reason I talked so long, the start of just talking to you about this soft play thing that we bought out of a field, and it, when we got it, and it arrived here as a bag of bolts, didn't it? And a dirty... You didn't really know what on earth are we ever going to turn this into. Sometimes at the start of a project... Um, you don't have all the pieces. You don't really know what you're embarking on. You just begin the journey. And has it been a journey like that for you guys, producing this EP? Yeah, it's, it's definitely been like that. We, as as one, so one song was done, it wasn't like everything was done at the same time. One song was finished, the idea of it, and then maybe a year later, the second one was kind of finished, and the last two were a bit quicker. Um, and We've been trying to get you to be a lot quicker at producing we music. Have. We have. Yeah, we you have. You take a long time, don't you? Well, Chris, I'm, I'm not going to say just me. Sometimes you're involved in that. <laughs> but you are pushing me along, to be so fair. Like, no, it's really brilliant. And um, we've been privileged to be alongside as they've been on this journey producing and then yeah. seeing what God's going to use it for. So we want to let these guys know, don't we, that we're praying for their project. We're praying for the, what they're working on. You're not out there alone. You have church families that you're in relationship with and we are one. Um, and we're really like cheerleading you guys and, and supporting you in what you're doing because it's brave and bold. When you give of yourself and you give of your heart and you put it down like this and you send it out to people, it's quite a challenging thing to do, isn't it? You're putting yourself on the line. How do you feel when you do that? Do you have anticipation about what people are going to think about what you've done? Yeah, I mean, when I put it out, I was just like, there's so many music artists. Why is anybody going to care about my little ODP? And it's really the wrong mindset. Because if God's given you something, don't see it as my little ODP. It's the complete wrong attitude. Um, and actually, quite a lot of people like it. And I've had messages from France, Florida, America, people that I do not know who have found this EP on Spotify and just were like, I love your music. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Every time I get a message from somebody, you know, because you know your family. My family's quite honest, but they're just going to love you and support you anyway. But when people that don't have to say they like it tell me that they like it and then find me on Twitter to message me, I'm like, that's amazing. I mean, sorry, that, that's really massive for me because if I find somebody that I like on Twitter or Instagram, it's because I really, really am impacted by their music. So for someone to do that for me, I just, that's why I do it. It's really just a good exercise if I'm putting out music, but nobody cares to listen to it. I want it to reach people, so yeah. What I love about it, um, from what I've seen, is that it just isn't aimed at church folk. It's not a church folk album. Tell people what to expect when they... Yeah, so um, like I was saying, I used to be in a girl band, and I, it's so funny how you can have the desire but not have a clue how to do it. So at the time, we were like, we want to sing in bars, and we want to sing here, there, and everywhere, but our songs, this was some of the lyrics... The devil is a liar and he's not going to take my soul. All these kind of things that people would be like, what are they talking about? We didn't really know how to bring that across. But I think with this album, with my, with my project, I'm just me. And so I talk about Jesus. I talk about God when I was in a bar in Glasgow the other day and I, I sung a King of My Heart. I'm just like, I'm just going to be myself. But these songs were definitely written so that they were palatable for those who don't know Christ. And I'm very, very intentional about bringing full kingdom messages. Sometimes I just don't necessarily say, Jesus says you've got a destiny. Jesus, I just tell them without having to say God and Jesus all the time. But if I feel like saying God, I just let it flow. I'm just going to be me because I'm a Jesus girl and I'm a church girl and that's who I am. But I am very, very intentional about this reaching is me. people. <laughs> 
That's oh, right. Oh, <laughs> look out, because here she comes. There you go. That's right, Julian. All right, thank you. <laughs> hey, so the project's called Destiny. So we're, we're, like, just, we're taking a break from uh, the Writings on the Wall series today. Um, we're not going to talk about the con words. It's like bank holiday weekend. Like Loads of people are away. Um, so we just thought we'd take a break from that series. But your project's called Destiny. And in our reflection service, Josh and I just sat and talked about the word destiny, didn't we? And I just felt that we should do that in church today. And um, let's look at the subject of people's destiny and what God has in store for them. Um, something I've noticed, and certainly doing this soft play project when people came in and they were talking to us, that people that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, they live their life, um, say la vie, um, what will be, will be, whatever, whatever happens, whatever that's, which is kind of linked to the word destiny, really, when you think about it, if you're in God's hands. So what I wanted us to do was find the difference between God's destiny and living life, whatever, say la vie, whatever happens, whatever happens. So our, Josh, I mean, like, we, we, have a, we had a purpose, we had a plan, we had a destiny, um, and we couldn't believe what, when we did this, the soft play thing, we couldn't believe the outcome at the end when we started it. Um, but God's destiny came forth, even though we had challenges along the way. Talk about destiny for a minute. Yeah, I think I just wanted to say, Julian asked me in the first service, what's the difference between the sailor V attitude and destiny? And I think it's clear that people who have the, you know, whatever happens, happens, they, those people think that they can't influence what happens to them. They can't influence, they can't shape their future. But what destiny is, um, is, is something that God gives us and says, you have the power to influence the outcome of what happens to you. You know, too many Christians are wandering around saying, I can't change this, I can't fix this, I can't do anything about it. But actually, I feel like the Lord is empowering people today and is saying, actually, you have the power to shape and to change and to, and to, to shift what's happening around you. You know, your destiny is something that we're going to work on together, I feel like the Lord is saying. Um, but yeah, I, I just, coming back to the soft play project, I think what I realised is sometimes you might be in a season, you might be in a, in, a, in a season of your life or you might be in a moment in your life when, like, like Charlene said, you can't see why you're doing something. And, you know, at the moment that that van pulled up, with Rob Payne pulled up in the van with all this stuff in the back, we thought, what on earth have we bought? Like, what on earth is this? I can't see any anything worth having in this um, but actually when when we shifted our mindsets and we took our mindset off what we could see in front of us and what we knew that the Lord was calling us to do it's very easy then to to just just to to, to do it anyway because actually you might be at the beginning of a situation right now but the Lord has already seen the end you know and I, it just I was reminded this morning of the story of Joseph you know and 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 he he was in the the rock, he was in rock bottom, you know, he got thrown into a well by his brothers who despised him, he got cast out, and he didn't, he probably was like, what on earth is going on here? But actually the Lord knew the end of the story, and the end of the story was that Joseph was going to make it to Egypt, and he was the one that was going to provide food for his family, and have influence over those people. And I tell you this morning that you might not see the end of your story yet, but the Lord is already there. You know, he knows the beginning from the end, you know, and your destiny... 
Your destiny is not shaped by what you see around you right now. Because actually the Lord has been there before you. He's, he's walked it out for you already. He knows what decisions you're going to make. And he's going to help you get there. So just because it doesn't look right now, you know, that looked like a heap of rubbish. Actually, it turned into something beautiful. And the Lord saw the gold in it, even if we didn't. Absolutely. That's right, Josh. So Charlene, when you started this project, um, did you know, did you, did you, do you know what? I want to sing at the royal wedding. Was that your, was that your intention when you set out on this project? You might not know, but uh, Charlene sang um, at the royal wedding. It was um, Harry and Meghan Markle. She was singing there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how that took you by surprise on your journey to destiny? Um, yeah, that was a, a, a very big whirlwind to the year. Uh, so I, like I said, we've worked with Karen Gibson for about five years. And little did we know that Prince Charles loves gospel music. So he told his people at Caroline's house, find me a gospel choir, please. And somebody who knows somebody had a bunch of choirs that they thought of. And then they thought, who would be best at this? Let's call Karen Gibson. So she was on the bus one day and she got a call and she thought it was a joke. And they were like, no, this is not a joke. We'd like you to sing at the royal wedding. And I think that whole experience without being too long, because it's a very long story, but it's just showed me that when I was kind of sitting in Windsor Castle, kind of watching William and Harry walk down the aisle, just sitting at the front having banter, I just thought, they're just normal people like me. Like, they're just two brothers having banter before a wedding. They just happen to be royalty. (laughs) But like, they're just people. And even when I saw Megan, she was literally right there. She's just in love with her man and she just wants to spend the rest of her life with them. And it's it's just that I think sometimes we can put people on a pedestal and put things on a pedestal, but they're just people. And even that moment, it's like, it was such a great moment, but it's just a moment in time. And I will not be defined by those moments, you know. They're great and it's exciting, but it's just a moment. And I'm, I'm very, very blessed. And it was a great, amazing experience. We had to record the song and send it to them. And it was sent and changed about 12 times because we're gospel people. We did all these frills and trills, six-part harmony. And they were like, no, 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 no. Can you strip that back? 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 And by the time we actually sung, we were kind of like, this is not really very good. But you know what? It's what they want. It's not about us. So then to get the response that we got from all over the world, it's just been an absolute crazy whirlwind that, you know, everyone's just going on about the choir, the choir, the choir, and it just feels like God's on it. Um, And in terms of the Kingdom Choir, we call ourselves, we tell ourselves this, we're a ministry team that happen to sing because we're here to impact people's lives. And it's amazing how God can use this song And so many people felt the Holy Spirit, but they didn't know that it was the Holy Spirit that they were feeling. But they're just like, oh, we just feel so much love from you. I was in loads of tears and I just can't contain how I felt. And it's just impacted literally the world. You know, two billion households. It's just absolutely crazy. Not people, households. You can't even quantify that amount of people. But God said, I'm going to let you guys have this opportunity and go and do it. And it's just, okay, Jesus, we're just going to go and do this. Isn't that awesome? So... You did, your, you did this, you were with Karen, you sung at a royal wedding. Um, did you know when you started that then Sony would sign a project for, for the Kingdom Choir and that Chris would be involved in that? Maybe Chris could talk a bit about Destiny, how, like, when this all started, did you see it going that way? No, not at all. Um, so I've worked with the choir for, for the last year, five years, as a drummer and then as a musical director. Um, and then 
about three years ago, two and a half years ago, I spoke to Karen about producing an EP. Because it was, this is like Kingdom Choir 2.0. There was a, the first original version was 20 years ago, something like that. Um, so yeah, she wanted another project done. So we sat down, we were, we were going through it. Um, and we were just getting to the part where we were recording vocals. And then this gig comes up, that, you know, at, the, at Windsor Castle. Um, and then the project just goes on hold. So I, at that time, I thought, okay, they're going to go and do that. Things are going to change. I suppose it's not going to get released. That's it. And then Karen sent, sends me an email and says, oh, I'm going to meet a bunch of record labels next week, Wednesday. Do you want to come along? Um, so my whole week stopped, and I was just dotting around Universal and Sony and sitting at massive tables with the CEOs of these labels talking about global deals and, and stuff. And Karen loves to bring people into favor. She loves those who have been alongside her from the start. She, she's very honoring in that way. Um, so I'm very grateful that she gave me the opportunity to do that. And I'm now yeah, produced, co-producing the album with another guy called John Cohen, who's a world, world-class producer, had a few number ones and sold a few million copies. And I've released something online. <laughs> so it's quite humbling, but it's a fantastic experience. So you're, you're telling me that no point in the history, like back there, a big beam of light, came down on you guys and said, right, what you need to expect is you're going to go and sing at a royal wedding, then the choir's going to sign, like, your husband to do the production on the album with Sony and all of this. There wasn't, like, God didn't give you a big beam of light and say, That's, this is the way not, it's going to go. Not at all. Not at all. But do you want to say that? Do you want to answer that? Yeah, um, no, absolutely not. But what I would say is everything that you do, do it with integrity. Because I'll be honest, I can remember being in one little room in Italy with Karen with about 10 people. And that woman is the same. She is the same person with those 10 people as she is with the 2 billion households. And it is so important. God looks at that. He looks at your heart. And that's what matters. All that big fluffy stuff don't matter to him. What matters to him is if there's five people, are you the same? I could cry over it because it's so big for me. Be the same person because God looks at that. And people are inspired by your heart and your integrity and your heart to serve. That's what really matters, church. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're going to get you singing... We're going to get you singing for the last 20 minutes of this, but Josh, like, it's easy to say, because um, like, you hear it in church circles all the time, don't you? You have a destiny and a purpose for your life. God, God has got a real destiny and a purpose for you. It's probably one of the most vaguest like, statements that we throw out there, yet God does have a very specific plan and purpose for everybody's life. How do we find our destiny, Josh? How do we find it? <laughs> Small question. Um, it's a massive question. That's the big one. Um, so I, I, we were talking about this earlier, and I, I, just, I just felt a tug on my heart that, that um, you know, obviously, when, we, when we're trying to find out what we want to do, what the Lord wants to do for us, we go to him in prayer. You know, there's only, the only way we're going to hear his voice is if we're surrounded by him, if we get to know him really well. So by spending time in prayer, by focusing our attention on Jesus, you know, he's going to reveal the secrets of his heart to us. But what I also feel this morning is that you know, there's a whole lot of people, there's a whole lot of Christians that think they can't do anything until the Lord's given them the, the green light to do it. And I just, you know, I've been reminded that actually it's, 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 it's go until the Lord says stop, you know. And some of us, we're, we're sat there waiting. We're like, 
Lord, yes, when are you going to get me to do something? I'm just, I've been sat here, I've been serving, I've been sowing for all these years. When's it, you know, when, when are you going to do something in me? Yeah, I'm when, when's my job? When's my job change coming? You know, when's, when's, my, when's my spouse going to get saved? I can't do this because. I can't, I can't do, this do this because. because. They, give, they give all these excuses, you know, and I feel like the Lord's saying, actually, I, we're co-laborers in this. You know, you're waiting for me to tell you what to do, but what kind of father dictates everything that his children have to do? You know, there is choice. You know, the Lord gave us free will. And I feel this morning, the Lord is saying, what are you passionate about? You know, Charlene is passionate about music and she's passionate about people. So she stepped out in that. She's done this project. I'm sure the Lord didn't tell you exactly like, Charlene, you've got to produce an EP. He didn't do that, did he? But you stepped out in your passion and in what you, what you enjoy doing, and he's given you something powerful. And I feel there's people here this morning that are sitting on passions, that are sitting on skills and abilities, and they're waiting for the Lord to do something. But actually, he's like, I've given you that. Just start it, and I'll breathe on it. You know, start it, and I'll breathe on it. Start that ministry, and I'll breathe on it. Start, start that work with single mothers, and I'll breathe on it. Start that work with children, and I'm going to breathe on it. Start that EP, and I will breathe on it. You know, I just believe that this morning. Yeah? Does anyone get what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. That's fantastic, Josh. I find that on our journey to our destiny, um, we're faced with choices, aren't we? And my prayer for the people of Comchurch is that we have supernatural eyesight when a decision comes to be made. Because if we're people of destiny and people of purpose, we don't see things in the natural. We, we, we spend every day living life by the Spirit. And I want us to to encourage you, be a life that lives life by the Spirit. And then when you come to make even a mundane choice, and then there's those choices that are actually life-defining moments. Chris had to say, yes, I'll produce this album with Sony. He, there was a point at which he had to sign on the dotted line to say, yes, I will do, um, do this thing. And at that point, you have to have supernatural eyesight. You have to have someone guiding you, someone steering the ship, Who's steering your ship this morning on your way to destiny, on your way to where you're heading? Can I just add to that, Julian? Yeah, two things. Um, Chris was actually producing an, uh, an album for his Auntie Beverly, which he wasn't paid for. I can actually remember like, Chris being like, this is so done hard. It. This is so, so hard. You know, I've spent hours on this. I don't even know if it's going to get released, etc., etc. But when Karen wanted to hear what work he'd done to then qualify him to do the EP, he sent her that album. And it's like, don't always do stuff for money. Just serve. Just do what's in front of yes, you. Yes, Charlie. Just give it your all. Fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, it's super important. And I think sometimes we think our destiny is a destination. I don't think that anymore. When I was in some of those jobs, I was just like, when am I going to get there? I was already there. I just didn't realize that I yes. was there because it's all a part of my destiny. You're living your destiny now. Even if you're in the thinking process, you're living it now. Don't neglect all of those parts of the process. I love that. I love that. You live in your destiny right now. And I, you know what? If you were to sit, go home from this service, sit down and write on a piece of paper what your destiny is, I want to tell you, God, if he went into his room and wrote the destiny, it would be completely different. It would be, you can't even write what God writes over your life. And God has a destiny that you couldn't even imagine, dream or write down on a piece of paper for your life. So I want to encourage you today as you leave here, as you've heard this talk, if you've seen two lives living their destiny right now 
um, and it's documented here. Like, what, so when you called this destiny, what's, what are the little things on this album that you would say refer to your destiny or other people or the listener's destiny? What are they? Well, you're going to have to get it to hear it, to be honest. Oh, but, okay, all right. But no, there is a little... The, the track I'm going to sing today is called Destiny. And it wasn't going to be called Destiny. It was going to be called Oran Wonder. But when we actually heard Destiny, we were like, no, this has to be called Destiny. Um, because in the middle of the track, you've got a whole bunch of people kind of giving their, their idea of what they see as destiny. So it's like a real creative, you know, coming together of all these different ideas. Um, and just kind of talking about the fact that we all have our spot. And actually, I don't think we're going to be fully happy until we're in the spot that God's created for us. Like, there's a spot for you. And until you do that thing or do those things that God actually placed you here for, I don't think you're going to have the most holistic happiness. That's what I genuinely believe. That Amen. when we're in our spot, we're the happiest. That's awesome. That's awesome. Josh, do you want to help these guys get ready to do, um, to do it? Let's hear it for Charlene and Chris one more time. I want to say this as well. You might be sitting here thinking that you're disqualified from the destiny God has for you. That maybe you've taken a detour. Have you ever been following the sat-nav in the car and then you took the wrong turn and then the sat-nav shouting at you, please do a legal U-turn, you've gone the wrong way. And then after a little while of still going the wrong way, it says, do you know what, I'm going to recalculate your route and I'm going to get you there anyway. Does that happen very much? Like, um, is there any husbands and wives that have been in the car and then the wife's getting really annoyed? Like, or or the the passenger's getting really annoyed at the driver. Why are you not turning around and going back? Why do you think you know best? But you know what? God will recalculate your position. It may be you've been sent to this meeting today on the back of a series of mistakes that has not disqualified you from the destiny God has for you. You need to just sit down, reevaluate, touch base with the steerer of the ship. Who is steering your ship? and get on that new course to the same destiny. You know what? The destiny doesn't change. The destination doesn't change. God keeps that static. You'll just take a new route to it. So please don't feel disqualified no matter what you have. There is definitely a destiny and a purpose for your life. My prayer is that each of us are able to find it. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.